Coming to you from Helping Our Music Evolve in Nashville, this is The Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, Quinn. I'm back here. I'm back in the studio. We've done a bunch of Zoom episodes to start the year. This is the first in-studio at Helping Our Music Evolve episode that we've done here in 2021, and what an episode we have. First of all, you just heard Revel 9's All I've Become, our opening theme song here at The Quinn Spin since the great year of 2014, and it probably will be until the end of time. I am very excited for today's show. Not only am I back in the studio, but I am joined by a very special guest, Vera Bloom, joining us, the self titled Vera Bloom EP out now on all of your streaming platforms. Vera, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Very excited about this conversation and to get into all the details on the record. But before we do that, I ask every guest to the show three standard questions. Answer these however you'd like. Those three questions are, who are you? What are your passions? And why on earth would you want to come on the Quinn Spin? I am uh, Vera Bloom. I'm an alternative rock artist here in Nashville. Um, My passions vary. I love motorcycles, riding them. I don't know really a lot about them, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And obviously playing music, writing it. And um, oh, I don't know, hanging out, which is the bummer of COVID, but you know. Yeah, there's um, not a whole lot of that going on <laughs> readily, you know. Yeah, yeah. But oh, and then this might be super cheesy, but I'm on the Quinn spin to get spun. <laughs> yes, that's our hashtag. That's I our know, hashtag. I saw that. Yes. I love that. Yeah, awesome. I'm so glad somebody finally did that. <laughs> You're welcome. This is this is gonna be this is gonna be a great time today. <laughs> hashtag get spun two ends, just like everything else has two ends uh, yes. in this universe here. But anyway, um, so we like to, uh, of course, you know, dive into the record. But before we do that, I want to go from the beginning as far back as you want to go. I want to learn about the story of Vera Bloom. And so you grew up in the Pacific Northwest. I did. And I want to get a sense of the people, places, experiences, of course, the artists that shaped you and really pushed you on this creative journey that you're on right now. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Musically, I... Uh... So my musical inspirations from out there, I guess, would be a lot of, like, the... I'm not old enough to have Nirvana. Like, I didn't go see them live and, you know, everything. But um, I definitely... Their CD, Nevermind, was the first CD that I ever bought. But uh, so it's, you know, the Pacific Northwest. There's a lot of nature, a lot of, like, outdoorsy kind of stuff to do. I grew up riding horses, and I was on the high school sailing team. And... um, uh, there's, you know, mountains. So I would go snowboarding with my friends. Um, when I was like in sixth grade, they had this bus that would take us up there. And I remember just like isolating myself on the bus with my CDs and my CD player, like the, what do they call them? The disc man. Yeah. The, the disc man. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, but I would listen to like Lincoln Park mm-hmm. and, uh, what did I have? I had just a bunch of like now compilations, yes. you know, yeah. and just, mm-hmm. so I grew up with just a bunch of different, different music that I don't even listen to now, but, um, I love Soundgarden mm-hmm. personally and I can get down with Audio Slave and like just a bunch of different rock, but I also have a big classic rock and a folk kind of uh, influence just based off of what my parents listened to. Mm-hmm. 
And that really stuck with me. So I think just that kind of recipe of like late 90s, early 2000s music that I like to listen to, rebelling mm-hmm. against my parents' music, sunk in. But then I also have major roots with like the classic rock and the folk and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so musically, that would be kind of my like influence, I would say, from out there. And I, I guess I would say my personality has a lot of like West Coast chill, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. I, so I can't escape that and I don't really want to. But um, but yeah. And then then I went to college out in Boston and that's kind of when I started my like northeast life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like kind of a mixture. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I definitely have the West Coast vibes with me wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, I can say this being from the Northeast, what a difference between the West Coast and Northeast. I'm from oh, New yeah. Jersey. Oh, and, okay. like, yeah. We're, we're so much more intense up there than everywhere else in the country. And it like, I think it kind of freaks people out in other parts of the country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know? I adore it though. Mm-hmm. I, cause like, so I moved out there when I was 17 up uh, to Boston mm-hmm. and then, um, then I bounced around and then I lived in New York for four years. And um, I don't know, I just, I loved like the high, like intense energy and, you know, just like, I, you could call it aggressive, but it's just like, you know, you, you get it like right away. Like mm-hmm. there's no like beating around the bush. It's hustle. It's assertion. Yeah. yeah I love yeah. that, you know, whatever. But um, mm-hmm. so I'm a pretty, pretty good mixture and like I can, I can hang with both crowds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know this isn't the first conversation I've had about that late nineties, you know, turn of the millennium rock scene on the show. What a unique era of music. Oh yeah. Like that, because that was, that was me. Like I was a nineties kid. I was born in 87. So like mm-hmm. Lincoln Park, Corn, Limp Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I still love Limp Biscuit. I'm not even going to hide from it. Yeah. Don't hide. Don't hide. Embrace it. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely go see Limp Biscuit today if they were playing down the street. Like, yeah. That's how much I love Limp Biscuit. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, what a unique era of music and it's certainly I think you know there's something about you know just how it comes through in our generation and the things we create you Mm -hmm. know and you know the certain sense of rawness that's presented you know in in those hard rock genres from that time right around the turn of the millennium but yeah so you've been you know always on this path kind of of self-discovery you know through music through various stops along the way and so now the self-titled ep out right now is you know marks a certain a certain benchmark in your journey you know and so i want to give you a chance to talk about the direction that you found kind of where you were musically before this and how you came to vera bloom and the record that's released now yeah um so a big part of where i am now which i i feel is me is just finding out who I'm not, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And um, so when I was living in New York, I just had this, I have like friends. So I went to Berkeley College Mm -hmm. of Music and, you know, there's like different hubs that people go to post-college, Nashville being one of them, Mm -hmm. obviously. I didn't come here right away, um, but I have friends here. So Nashville's always kind of been like on my radar, but I'm Mm -hmm. not into country music. Yeah. But... One of my phases of self-discovery, which was like the wrong way, but eventually took me to the right way, um, was kind of deciding like, you know, maybe I will like be a little like country, little Southern rock, like Mm -hmm. whatever. And so that's the path I kind of went down. And then um, I ended up moving down here from New York. Um, I was doing more like singer songwriter type stuff. uh, And then... 
I slowly like started playing with other people and switched to like electric guitar and the, that folk kind of sound would just became a little bit more like southern rock, mm-hmm. classic rock-ish, but yeah. more southern than was like me. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and so I um I just eventually started saying no to a lot of things that weren't serving me. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it was just like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> so just shift completely. And I started writing music by myself again. And this is what came out like, you know, mm-hmm. this this uh, EP, these six songs. And yeah, I mean, I just I'm so happy to like be home in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I had to like open all of the wrong doors, you know. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is like, you know, if you're on this, if you're on your creative path long enough, you know, you eventually find the right direction, you know, from going down a bunch of wrong ones, Mm -hmm. you know, like, as I told you before the show, like, I've been doing the show since 2013. And we've had so many different versions of the Quinspin. And like, this, in my opinion, is the best version, because we just get to sit here and shoot the breeze. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I mean, not not to knock anything from the past, but like, you know, you find different things, you try different things. And like, Sometimes you grow out of them. Sometimes you realize, you know, this isn't necessarily right. Maybe I need to try it this way. You know, you just make those little like minor adjustments along the way. And it leads you on your path, Mm -hmm. you know, to to where in a sense that you've always belonged, you know, and in this world, you know, of, of, of rock here, you know, you seem right at home. You seem very comfortable and you're like, you've made that adjustment really well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. One of my favorite songs on the EP has, um, it's called blue and it talked, that's like what this whole song is about. Mm -hmm. It's basically just like shedding old versions of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of. Yeah. And there's definitely a transparency, of course, throughout the record, you know, uh, about this journey of self-discovery. And, you know, I, I, I like to think that authenticity is really making a comeback <laughs> here in the music industry. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. It's it's all like, you know, I think we've we've all seen like the super manufactured, like perfectly posed Instagram photos enough in our lives to yeah. where it's like, let's get real. And that's really starting to come through in art. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's almost like authenticity as a choice, as a statement. And so for you, why is it important to really share and be transparent about the journey that led you here um i think it's mostly just to keep myself on track and Mm -hmm. accountable for just being like true to myself Mm -hmm. because that's the only way i found that i'm going to like not give up or burn out or you know become unhappy because i've already done that so many times (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um just like trying to be I mean, in the moment, you don't really realize that you're trying to be something you're not supposed to be. Yeah. But like, you know, it, you end up finding out. And mm-hmm. and this time around, I'm embracing all of the sides of me, mm-hmm. um, which are, you know, like sometimes I'm more of like a badass, you know, uh-huh. with my motorcycling, you know, <laughs> and I have my more badass sounding songs because I love that t- like type of rock but I also have more like vulnerable like um I don't know what you would want to call them like more just grungy or like softer or whatever types of songs so I'm just you know letting it all fly and just being the different well I mean it's all one like version of myself but I'm many different versions of myself yeah you know yeah. what I mean it's like I don't know if you've ever heard of the theory of the one of the many or the law of the one of the many I don't know if I 
have. So basically, like, you're all of these things, right? Yeah. And you're all of these things in different situations at different moments. Uh, there's a guy out there, one of the great thinkers of our time, Dr. John D. Martini, who explains it way better than I do. Mm. But, like, you're both saint and sinner. You're both hero and villain. Yes. You know, like, you take on these roles based on the situation, based on your response and your reaction to certain things. Yeah. And when you accept that about yourself and you really own that, you become what I like to call unfuckwithable. Yeah, like that, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. No, nothing can throw you off. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing can mess with you. And that's where you really get to dig in and start really creating some yeah. interesting, cool, authentic things. Absolutely. You yeah. Know? And I've been having so much fun because, you know, I've been, just because I have so much time now, like, with no tours or anything, I've been making an effort to kind of, like, make a music video for each song. And so it's been fun to dive into, like... It's the little, like, characters of me, you know, being like, this is who I am in this song. Like, this is who I am in this song. I don't know. It's been fun. If you're listening to me speak right now, there's a good chance that you're a musician, a content creator, some kind of entrepreneur. Whatever the case, that means that you're a business owner, and all business owners need to have a system for managing their finances. And I will be the first to tell you that this was absolutely terrifying to me at first. And that was until I spoke with Dan Bobick of MoneyWorks Financial Coaching. MoneyWorks Financial Coaching helps early to mid-career singles and couples organize their finances. Dan works individually with clients, like you and me, to build a personalized system for effectively managing their finances so that they can live and give with joy and confidence. After I consulted with Dan, I can tell you I was no longer terrified by the money conversation. Dan's approach and demeanor gave me the peace of mind and reassurance I needed to feel like I was in control of my finances and that they were on the right track. My relationship with money has improved exponentially and I now move forward with more confidence in my business and my life. You can schedule a free consultation by going to moneyworkscoaching.com. I guarantee you'll gain confidence and perspective on your finances and when you do, you can use my coupon code. It is UMC5 at checkout for a 5% discount on MoneyWorks Finance coaching services again that is umc5 head to moneyworkscoaching.com seems like you're having a lot of fun just living this authentic this authentic life here in the music industry and of course it comes through on the record and you had a little bit of help on the record now largely self-produced here Mm -hmm. but you did have some studio help from jeremy ferguson and it was mastered by dave gardner so as any collaborative effort you know different people kind of put different things in the pot and make it what it is so talk about the process of working with them and how they helped bring this project to life and shape it so working with jeremy is like the best thing ever. Uh, he, I mean, I've worked with him, well, twice. There were two different sessions on this EP. The first time was two songs and then the second time was four. Um, but from like, it was, I just, you feel at home and it's just so quick, but it's because he's so experienced, uh-huh. you know, it's like, wow, he's so fast, but it's like, yeah, because I've been doing this and I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But um, he just like, you know, I come in with my pedals, but use his amp, and he has just tons of gear that he'll just be like, throw it in there, you know, and mm-hmm. he'll he so he totally has a lot to do with um, the guitar tones, yeah, and um, and just he knows what gear to do. Like I don't know anything about gear, mm-hmm. you know, and so he'll just be like, let's use this, use this, and mm-hmm. um, 
it's pretty magical. Like you go in there and, um, you know, we play all of the, well, we play the music together as a band live and then I'll come in and overdub my voice on mm -hmm. top of that. And then it's like, all right, I think you're, we're ready to take a listen. And it'll be like an hour after we get in there and it's like, wow, this is so quick. And then we sit down and it's like the most amazing thing you've ever heard, mm -hmm. you know, cause it's, it's just wild. Like I love working with him and he has a lot. So he has a lot to do. I know I'm kind of like going in circles, but he has a lot to do with the sound of this mm -hmm. record because he knows his gear so well. Yeah. And he knows, seems to really know what I want yeah. um, and where I'm going with everything. Mm -hmm. And he can just read the song, you know? Yeah. And See, it seems, to, it seems that he really knows how to experiment and when. Yeah. You know, there's a certain, like, mad scientist element there that it sounds like, you know, comes through. And, like, he just, you know, he, he adds so much to the production based on that experience. Oh, based on exactly yeah. knowing what a moment needs and when it needs it, you know? Yeah, and just, yeah, knowing, like, literally like what every little piece of gear can add mm -hmm. to the sound and um but he's also not pushy and just like you know he always listening to every idea you have you know and is like willing to go for it and just super patient and i don't know i can't even say enough good things <laughs> about him <laughs> and then dave um was recommended to me through jeremy uh -huh. he's out in la and um I don't even know what he does, but the it was like night and day between the mixes and the mastering. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone ever tells you, like, in my opinion, after experiencing how my EP sounded before and after the mastering, mm -hmm. it was like, it totally matters. Like, mastering really matters a oh, lot if, if they know what they're doing, mm -hmm. you know. And so I don't even know anything. He had he had good things to say. He's like, this is really awesome stuff, which mm -hmm. was really great to hear from him. Yeah. But, yeah. um. But yeah, he's just like, I'm sure it's a lot of hard work, but in my eyes, it's like he threw all this, like the magic dust on the songs, you know, and then it's good. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely, you know, takes it, takes it to another level, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you know, if they know what they're doing, then like it is, it's night and day. Like you yeah. really, you know, certain things pop the way they didn't pop before. Totally. You know, yeah. so great compilation of songs here that you have. And you mentioned Blue is one of your favorite moments, but just curious if you have any other standout moments, whether it's a song, whether it's a moment from the creative process uh, yeah. that you want to touch on. Yeah, I think. Uh, so my song Love Like Knives mm -hmm. uh, that was the last that was the latest single that I mm -hmm. put out that one was fun because um, it kind of like I write the songs and bring them to the band and everything just like start to finish but this one we like we're able to add some extra stuff like there's feedback in the beginning and that was just a lot of fun to like I tried I'm actually not very good at creating feedback <laughs> so Jeremy went in there with the like a guitar and was just like making all this crazy feedback noise and whatever and so then he like put that in the beginning of the song and I think it's just like in the song you know to like add noise or whatever yeah but um yeah that one I think was the most fun for me to see kind of you know get some new things in there and add-ons and whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah, other than that, oh, I definitely like cried when I got <laughs> one of the mixes back from Fawn Freeze. I was like, oh my God, because, you know, it was like more beautiful than I thought it was going to be. 
Mm-hmm. So those are some special moments. Well, it's all here for you on your streaming platforms of Vera Bloom self-titled EP. And so now the record's out. Yeah. It's out in the world. Your baby is out there. <laughs> we know we're still in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, we're recording this a few weeks before it releases, but probably still right in the thick of the whole COVID thing on February 15th when this episode premieres. So with that in mind, what uh, do you, what are your hopes, dreams, goals here for 2021? Well... Um, most upcoming, I guess I'm having a live sp- or a, bleh, a live stream at Five Spot mm-hmm. on February 28th. So I guess that's next week when this airs. Yeah, uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Yep. So the 28th of February. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not a leap year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, that will be a live stream. I'm gonna be sharing the link to you know the stage it thing mm-hmm. where you can. Get a ticket or, you know, whatever, sign in. I actually don't really know how it works yet, but um, that'll be fun. So I'll at least be playing, you know, empty room, but hopefully there will be people in their living rooms watching. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. Um, I'm just going to keep trying to create. Like I've been doing a lot of these videos, like I said. Um, and if. I can't play shows. I'm just going to try to get back into the studio yeah. because I'm ready to just keep, I have to keep creating, you mm-hmm. know, it's either play or create. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to muster up, you know, the funds or whatever. And just like, cause I have like enough music for another EP mm-hmm. and my dream is to like, this is just going to be a digital release. Yeah. But my dream is to do another EP and then do a physical release with both of the EPs together. Mm-hmm. Like, I, my, I have a bucket, like I keep crossing off little bucket list things. And one of them is to like have a vinyl. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like side A, the first EP, side B, the second EP, you know, on the vinyl. So, um, but yeah, in a nutshell, just kind of riding the wave with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then just have to keep creating if I can't keep performing. Yeah. You know? Well, exactly. You do what you can. Yeah. You know, that's kind of been the theme. You know, I, I think it does everyone good to find what they can do in yep. this time. Even still, you know, I'm a broken record. I say that probably on every single episode <laughs> at this point for the past year. It's a good <laughs> mantra. You know, we all need the mantra. <laughs> yeah. Well, when this started, too, like everybody... I think everybody at least had a moment of what do I do? Like, yeah. I know I did. It's just like, you know, we were hosting a writer's round at Douglas Corner. May it mm. rest in peace. Uh, oh, that's you know, right. yeah, they closed permanently uh, in June. They announced that right yeah. at, the day after I emailed them saying, hey, I think this is we're starting to get in the clear. I'd like to start doing the round again they oh, posted no. on social media. I'm like, oh, that's why you didn't respond. To my yeah. Email. Bummer. You know, but what a uh, what a great room that was. Yeah. You know, it always sounded great. They they treated us great there. Yeah. Uh, they let us pretty much do all genres, whatever we wanted. Like it was, it was wonderful to, yeah. to work with them in the brief time we got to. It was only like five rounds we did there, okay. once one a month. Yeah, yeah. We all kind of hit that moment where it's like, what do I do? And it's like, well, I mean, we don't know how long this is gonna last. So am I just gonna sit here? And, yeah, the uncertainties. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't just sit for too long because you know you, you got to do something. You got to mm-hmm. figure out what you can do in the moment. And with technology, we have that at our disposal. You know, we Absolutely. can we can keep engaging with people. We can keep releasing music. We can keep yeah. doing something. Yeah. You know, like a lot of this live stream stuff. Like you said, you're going to be at the five spot. Like that wasn't happening even a year ago. You know, because there right. wasn't necessarily. There wasn't a necessity for it like there is now. Yeah. And now, like, I see live streams because we're doing it here, too, at home. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I see live streaming really being a part of the plan going forward. Like, I can tell you, like, we're going to play, we're going to be doing it even after things open back up because you can engage that digital audience from everywhere. Yeah. You know, you can have an in-person and then if somebody's not comfortable coming out or if they live across the country, they can still tune in. Yeah. That is pretty cool for, you know, people far away. Yeah. <laughs> they can totally be here. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, I mean, yeah, it's been a very challenging time, but like there's a lot of innovation coming out of this time, too. And I think, you know, we're going to see that in the years ahead, like what was really created in 2020, 2021, really starting to take off yeah. in the public consciousness. So. Yeah. Actually, that makes me think, do you think like you were saying, authenticity is having to come back? Mm -hmm. Do you think that has to do in part with uh, the like what we've been through is we don't have access to all of the teams that m like make a big like production of something, you know? Right. So now it's more real, raw, like at home, do what you can with what you have. Yeah. Even the bigger artists are doing stuff like this, yeah. you know? I, I do. And I think it's a microcosm of society in general right now, because let's be honest, like none of us were ready for the shutdowns no, and no. It, it caused everybody in their own way to go inward, you know, and to yep. figure out exactly who they were. Like you didn't have all the bells and whistle distractions uh, that you're accustomed to having, especially in a town like this, yeah. you know, in Nashville. I, I mean, for me personally, it was, it was a great kind of come to Jesus in the sense <laughs> of like, you didn't have live shows, you didn't have nightlife, you didn't have yeah. like all these like distractions essentially yeah. that prevent you from doing that inner work. And like, so I think a lot of people just across the board, not only in music, not only creatives, True. have just had that opportunity to figure out who they are. Yeah. And that can be very uncomfortable. Very for, uncomfortable. You know? For a yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think overall, like, you know, I think 2020 was a very pivotal year in a lot of ways for mm -hmm. society. And we're going to continue to see the lasting effects of that carry out over years. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's still a very interesting time that we're living through right now. Yeah. Uh, the I just try not to think about it, but yeah. the uncertainty of the future, specifically with shows, is just like, eh, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. But just trying to, like, I'm trying to look, you know, I always like to look into the future because that's, you know, what keeps me going and that's mm -hmm. how I get there. But, you know, I've like reined it in a little bit, like how far the scope goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, at this point, I've stopped trying to predict when this is going to be over. You know? Yeah. Like when it first started, I'm like, oh, we'll be good by May. And then May mm -hmm. came, oh, we'll be good by July. And then July, <laughs> the numbers were the worst they had ever been at that yeah. point. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace what I've got right now. Yep. You know, I'm just yep. going to like for me, you know, as far as UMC goes, it was just like, well, we're a digital platform first. Let's lean into that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totally. I mean, we all want live shows to come back. I can't wait, you know. And I think once they, I think once they are back, it, it's going to be amazing. Oh yeah, they're going to be, be amazing. Like you want to talk about a place like Five Spot, you're going to have lines around the corner. Yeah. Five Spot, exit in. Oh like, yeah. You know, like people are going to be like waiting to get in. Yeah. You know, and it's it's going to be like it's just that first night out is just going to feel so good. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. Know, shoulder to shoulder in a sweaty venue. You know, like. <laughs> Amazing. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> yep. Lines outside all the gross venue bathrooms. You know? Yeah. I saw uh, what a, there's an artist I know out in LA, uh, Katie McGee, and she made an Instagram post of like a selfie she took in like some gross venue bathroom. And uh -huh. she's like, man, I miss taking <laughs> hanging out in gross venue bathrooms. I'm like, don't we all? Right. Yeah. Like, I would give anything to just like, you know, to go in 
a gross venue bathroom and just see all the stickers on the wall right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, just touch them. Yeah. Feel that texture. Yeah, <laughs> the things you never thought you would miss. Yeah, yeah. You know, before this, it's like, I'm not touching that wall. <laughs> now, yeah, now uh, I know. Now it's like, I'm home. <laughs> yeah, it's like feeling a tree in the forest. Except, you know, it's like... <laughs> I can feel the earth move. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, uh, that, uh, well, that took a turn. That is... <laughs> All right, so uh, send us your gross bathroom selfies. Maybe we'll right? post them in the comments of this episode. Vera Bloom joining us on the Quinn Spin. Vera Bloom, self-titled EP, out now on all your streaming platforms. And tell us about some of those streaming f- platforms and where else people can learn more about you. Yes, I am on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Vera Bloom Music. I'm on Twitter, although it's like pretty random stuff. And it, I always put like how much I ate that day or, you know, like I I save Twitter for all my trash posting. I keep it (laughs) off Facebook and Instagram. I save Twitter for all the trash. Yep. Twitter (laughs) is trash. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, so, but my handle on Twitter is Vera Bloom baby. And then I'm on Facebook hardly, but, um, I am on Facebook and I have a website, verabloom.net. Um, yeah, my music will be out on all of the things, Spotify, Apple music, YouTube, uh, Amazon Bandcamp, which I still need to set up, but it will be on there. And then on SoundCloud um, and probably other places. I don't know. But, um, you know, through the distribution. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I have more stuff coming. I have in addition to the live stream, I have um like a performance video, like, a you know, that isn't a live stream. Like a YouTube video kind of thing. Like yeah, a live but it's a live yeah. thing. Yeah, but live I'm, you know, studio, I'm, yeah. I'm getting a video and da 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 like all this stuff. So, yeah. yeah, I just, I'm always going to keep bringing it to you. So. Well, we look forward stop. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And this is the Quinn Spin, two ends and Quinn, two ends and spin. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, and other places as well. I don't know the names of the other ones. <laughs> Don't take me off of there, though, Anchor. Any, uh, you, anyway, you can find us also on Instagram at QuinnSpinOfficial, on Facebook, as well as on Twitter. You know, but we already, you know, we cover Twitter and what we actually use it for around here. And also, everything you want to learn about the show is at undergroundmusiccollective.com, our central hub. You can find that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Follow the UMC20 Spotify playlist. Also follow Real Talk with Gerard Longo, who is definitely not the Quinn. We're totally different people. And um, that's pretty much everything I have to say. So we'll see you next time. Until then... Watch your back from time featuring Timothy Miles is our closing theme song has been since the end of 2021 and I'm going to let it do its job. Sweet.
don't But you've been making moves like Madonna And I'm out here being so broke And your kiss will me down When I'm getting hot in my head Checking every corner when we're going downtown I just wanna go when the lights turn red But you know how to hold me back You know how to slow me down You say that I'm all you need You say that I make you proud You ain't no dozen roses You are the gold the words from a Moses We in the river, we gonna roll this You are my star, I hope you know this I don't gotta watch your back You know that 